Hello, and welcome to episode 276 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Jonathan Thompson, creator of Airplane Mechanics, now on Kickstarter. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Jonathan, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast. We're, we're really excited. The, the, the book launched today, um, but let's do as we normally do. We, we lead off with two things. We lead off with a quick bio and an elevator pitch for, for the book. Oh, boy. Going to make me do this again. <laughs> uh, I'm Jonathan Thompson. I am the proprietor of Space Station Z. We um, make fun, interesting comics and uh one shots graphic novels any way that you need to tell the story uh i've done tales from the dead astronaut which was published by source point press i'd recently put out night of the comet and burn residue both which will be coming out from source point press and now we have airplane mechanics airplane mechanics is a 48 page graphic novel about two brothers the airfields that they are closing down one shitty biplane and a journey to fix it and fly away very awesome. cool so no why don't you why don't you lead us off with the with the first question well i i guess i want to just sort of get it you know talk about sort of your one of the one of the many goals of this kickstarter obviously is to get it funded and get it in people's hands but another one is to get a certain person to back it <laughs> and to look at it and he, oh, yes. he, he has a lot of influence on this book so i wanted to talk about that right off the top are you talking about uh get kevin high where we're trying to get yeah. kevin Smith to back the book or yes it? yes yeah you know um I'm, I'm a big kevin smith fan i grew up on those movies um i listen to all his podcasts i know how eager he is and how much of his philosophy is the just go out and do it philosophy so i figured if there's anybody that's going to be able to give us a boost and see the uh, mutual, you know, byproduct of the world, it would be him. So, yeah, just, just retweet him any chance you get. Just, you know, <laughs> tell him that you want to get Kevin High and provide the link and we'll see if we uh, can harass him appropriately. Uh, I'm pretty sure he and um, and uh, Jason Muse listen to this pretty regularly. Um, I think so. so. I I know yeah. that it's in there. I've seen him cry to one of your episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not the biggest compliment because he cries about everything. So, you know, yeah, it's just, but, but still. It's more impactful. He's like the way Noah talks about comics. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. He he cried when we reviewed um, uh, Keanu's uh, Berserker. He was like, this, yes. is, this, is, this is so beautiful. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't contain myself. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Uh, if if he has a um, a Smod Castle show in Jersey while the campaign is running, I'll uh, make my way over there. Yeah, that's and not a serial killer threat. That's uh, <laughs> give him my book. Yeah, but uh, I guess I wanted to sort of segue that into sort of this. I've read a couple of the pages that you've shared with us, and I really feel the clerk's energy to it. And um, I guess I wanted to talk to you about sort of. Uh, how you like you know how did you find this story like and was it like what was it inspired by um, you know because uh, it feels very authentic I guess and real well it's it's another one of those projects that's like 
I mean, most of these books that I've been doing, aside from Burn Residue and Night of the Comet, have been things that have been sitting in my head mm-hmm. for decade. Um, I'm, I'm from Long Island. I live out in the East, where it's very much like farmlands. And where I, my house was, was right by a, like an airfield just like this. Right. And I have a brother that I'm very close with. And we talked about like uh, when we were looking for like a movie to make that we could make for no money, we talked about, you know, these airplane mechanics and we had been uh, pool boys out in the Hamptons. So we knew all about like the drugs of life, like how, um, you know, just how monotonous that kind of lifestyle could be and like wanting to get out of there, which fortunately we both successfully did. Um but it all came out of that and like this idea of these guys that were just like us that were like stuck in a place, but they had something that they could use to get out of there. But do they have the ability to do it? Hmm. So that's where that came from. I have to, yeah, it's cool to hear that. Yeah, that, it's, it is probably the most personal work I've done so far. Um, and it just makes it easy because the story has been in my head forever. Yeah. Well, a couple of things. I'm 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 glad that Burn Residue was not uh, uh, you know a personal story That's to you. <laughs> so, no. um, but you know you've been that sounds my nightmare. <laughs> you've been known you've been you've been known to to maybe write a dark story here and there. Um, what was it like for you to do something a little bit more lighthearted? Um, ironic. Uh, wait till you get to the end, and then you can tell me. Okay. Okay. It's lighthearted. You know, it's, I like when I work with different artists to, I I definitely vibrate off of their energy. Like, um, you know, like with George and Tales from the Dead Astronaut, it was more of just let him do whatever, what he's going to do because Mm -hmm. he was just going to do whatever. Um, And then, like with Rosano, I knew what I was getting into there. And I knew it was going to be just like, let the, he was another one where it's just like, let him do what he thinks works best for him because that's what's going to give you what you want. But you're like vibing off of their energy. You know, Rosano mm-hmm. brought me down those dark paths with Burn Residue. And then with Jeff, Jeff Manley, the artist on this, he's got such a, just a loose, casual, sick sense of humor to begin with and you can see it in his uh riley teenage bigfoot strips which is how i like found him okay and uh it was just it was funny because even when we like talk back and forth through messaging just over pages and stuff there's like a sarcastic wit between the two of us which is nice because it just refocuses me when i get back down to those pages to go for like off-color jokes, weird segues, like it just it, it allows me to free myself in that way too. Very cool. And that actually, I had a question about sort of along those lines because we had you on last year for Game of Doubles, and both this comic and that comic are like sort of a really good way to of, of, of like the proof that like anything can be a comic or like you know any yes. story can be a comic. And I guess I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit about how, you know, um, 
a game of doubles is like a very like rare uh, genre of story. And I would say that this is a little less rare of a comic, like, you know, because we do have slice of life comics, you know? Um, But I guess I wanted to talk about how, you know, like it's sort of the like sex and violence cells and that's sort of the flashy stuff that we see a lot in comics and just because we see a lot of that in stories, but sort of the challenges, I guess, of making two people talking in an airplane hangar interesting. Uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. I think it's just, I just keep doing whatever the hell I want. (laughs) Um, I don't really think much about these things because for me, like the biggest satisfaction is having those printed copies for myself. Like I don't meet anybody that's bought anything that I've done, right? right? Like I love that people are always eager about the work. Like I see a lot of names back a lot of times and that's really reassuring um but like the biggest goal for me always in the end is like i set my campaigns up so that they can like make sure i don't lose too much money to make sure that like the artist gets paid i have enough for printing and then like most of the time i'm paying for the um like the shipping Mm -hmm. on top of it but that's just because i want those hard copies myself like I love my copy of all my copies of Game of Doubles. You know, I love feeling those things and looking at them, especially like with my Burn Residue hardcover or the Night of the Comets that just went out. Like they just are able to exist as these like perfect, like just pieces of art in themselves. So it just compels me to keep doing what I want to hold in my hands. And like, I knew that this was definitely the next one that I wanted to do. So I just leaned into what it was. Yeah. And Game of Doubles, um, uh, you can get a digest-sized copy of Game of Doubles in this campaign as well. Because I think that's going to be an interesting format that I want to see it in. That's cool. So I'm, I'm looking at the Kickstarter page, and um, you said you found Jeff from, from his strip. And yes. it looks like... Um, that it i'm just guessing from what i'm seeing here is that like he could work pretty quickly so were you guys when you were were sitting down were was it a, a sort of a rapid pace where where you were seeing pages uh come back uh, pretty quickly as opposed to somebody like rosanna who was um or attila who was like you know more or more painterly and, and stuff like that was like the, the the pace of the the storytelling that you were getting back from him was was that uh, sort of sped up um uh kind of no mm-hmm. it, it's about the same pace like he works fast but he's also working on multiple projects at once um so we're averaging i mean we're still averaging like three or four pages a week nice and i wrote the script all at once to start before he even started anything. Okay. Like I had him do some just character designs. I was just like, just show me what they look like because I might change my script a little bit here and there to adjust that. Okay. And then, so the script is, there's a structure to the book that is a old, um, it's the old structure that movies used to be in like the forties and fifties because they would be, eight sequences long. There would be 12 minutes a piece because that's the length of a, like a film reel. 
and they would have definitive like beginnings, middles, and endings just in case one of the reels went missing. So this was like a typical structure. Okay. So I adapted that structure for this book. So it's eight sequences of six pages each. So once I had like the full script done, I then, I just give Jeff six pages at a time. Like I give him the section so that while he's working on one section, I can just, if I need to tinker with anything, move a panel here or there, I still have a little bit of time to send it over to him. Okay, so related to art and probably maybe related to Noah's first question, we have a, we have a character in here with a backwards hat and uh, you know, a you know, white backwards hat and, and a beard. Um, does that have anything to do with, with Noah's first question and maybe some of the influences of, of this book? Um, in what way? In that one of the guys kind of looks like Kevin Smith. And are you going to get sued by Kevin Smith? <laughs> no, the funnier part is that it looks like me and my brother at that age. That's what I, okay, see. Oh, okay. That's, that's the messed I, up part. That's what <laughs> I was picking up. I was like, this guy kind of looks yes. like Jonathan. Yes. That's what I was picking up. Okay. And I, I say that as like, I did not write that in the script. I like gave oh, wow. very basic, like uh, just descriptions of the characters. And when Jeff turned around, I showed it to my brother, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is weird. I was like, I guess we just look generic. Okay, I'm glad that you said that because that's what I thought as soon as I saw the art. I was like, that looks like Jonathan. Yeah, and bizarre. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's really yes. cool. Yes, and well, of course, because when we were going to make a movie version of this, we were going to be the main characters. Right. So that's even like, that's why like some of these things like this is just, you know, I always wanted to do it. And I figured this is a great way to try and pull it off. Yeah. Nice. Like it's nice syncing with Jeff. Uh, it's really fun. The pages make me laugh a lot when I get them, mm -hmm. uh, which is the most fun, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, please. No, I was just going to say that like, um, I, then on top of the artwork, there's a style, there's a new style to the lettering. Oh, like for you, I guess. Is is the artist doing the lettering too, or are you doing that? Because it feels like that's like, that gives it almost as much life as the actual like characters and things. No, do. Jeff does everything. That's amazing. He, he uh, pencil sketches, and then he scans those and digitally inks over that. Okay. And then hand does the lettering. Hand did, does the lettering by hand. Yeah. Oh my god. Did he want? Did he want to kill you after page we four had, panel uh, panel page, two? Uh, yeah. It was rough. Yeah, we had words. I was like, "There's so many <laughs> silent sequences ahead." There are pages of the script that just says "Have fun." So he was yeah. able to handle it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was that page. I was going to talk to you. I actually, Matt, unless you have another question, I was going to ask about that page. No, go go for it. And it's um, it's a great soliloquy of by the character, and it says a lot. It's kind of like the "I want" song of a character, and I really like that. And I wanted to talk about just sort of the inspiration. Like, was there was that just something that you've always wanted to do in a comic, or is it just again like you just saw it and you're like this? this feels right just to have this in one panel. Um, 
I think it's because I've been trying to just with my writing in general make the make just like I don't really believe in plot but I believe in character mm-hmm. so I've been trying more and more to establish like what that thing is for the character that we want them to have right. as soon as possible um and I just thought it made sense because that was the first time that the two brothers are together and they're split up for a while and it's not until like the big conclusion that they really have any more moments together. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know how it was going to work. <laughs> I wrote it in there. I said, yeah. I guess it's good that that was page four, right? Yeah. Yeah. What he was getting himself into, <laughs> but but story wise, but also I'm sorry, like you know, artist wise, but also story wise, it's so important for anyone to know motivation right at the top, right? Just yeah. so we can be on board. Like as soon as I read that, I was like, yeah, I get it, I'm on board. You know, like you can take me wherever you want, no, because I know what the characters want. Exactly. And you did it in a way that made me catch my eye. Like I kind of said the "I want" song, but I kind of feel like musicals do it better than a lot of things because they take a whole number a whole sequence to explain to the audience the motivation you know and i feel that i feel that in that moment that that's like almost musical and again that kind of goes with you because you're all about rhythm too in your writing and it fits yeah it's it seems to work nicely yeah it does so um i have a couple of questions about the the structure of the kickstarter I'm, i'm i'm scrolling through here and one of the things that i i find that's unique that you don't see always on a Kickstarter, just due to the fact that a lot of people work digital, is that you have an, an original art tier. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. That's what um, I was talking about. With, so they're Jeff's pencils. So they're not like, um, it's, it's not like pencil and ink work. It's his rough pencils that he uses to lay out and set up the pages. So all 48 pages are available. Um, Jeff put him up at a deal, in my opinion. I think it's, I think it's the tier is $65. And with that, you get both, um, the book and a game of doubles also. So it's a pretty, pretty good deal for that. Cause it's cool to see that stuff. I'm going to have to figure out a way to get one of my own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all right. So continuing on the, the structure of the, the Kickstarter, you have, uh, you have Shaky Kane coming in here. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you, you hooked that up? Um, just reaching out to him. I, I, uh, I like his psychedelic flair. So I thought it would be cool to see if he wanted to do something. And he did. And it's pretty cool. Um, so that's a pinup that for this first day until midnight, I don't know if this will be up by then, but um, you'll get that for free. But it's a five dollar add-on for a print, a nice print of it. And there's there's uh, related to that, and you know we'll we'll turn this around as quickly as we can. Is there a early day um, a way to get this as a, a the cover of the book, the the shaky cane? No. Oh, okay. We're keeping it the one version. I've gotten a little too overwhelmed with different versions these days. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Very cool. uh, uh, no it'll be a nice it'll be a nice print it'll be a nice print um hopefully we can blast through this goal and we could do something a little extra too because i want to keep working with jeff 
Nice. So Noah, I'm going to check in with you for, for a question because I asked to uh, Kickstarter related questions. Yeah. Who the hell is Shaky Kane? I <laughs> saw the name on the Kickstarter and I backed it at that early bird special, but I have no idea who that is. He's a, I, I don't know how you would describe it other than like psychedelic, like um, check him out. He's got a very like, uh, I want to say just like acid trip nineties style to him, early two thousand. Yeah, did a Kickstarter book called Weird Work, which is pretty fun. But he's he's a big like image guy, underground stuff, uh, bulletproof coffin, some cool stuff. Like just okay. out there. I know some and of he, those words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. He's wild. I would check him out. Cool. Yeah, I will definitely do that. But I'm he, excited to get that print. I am. Yeah, because the print I I. I, I was like, the book is definitely not your like cartooning style, but um, he, he dug it, what we showed him, and he said, uh, let me uh, think of something up. And there's a nice sequence in the beginning of the book where the character Brian takes a tab of acid and skydives. So yeah. it was the perfect moment for him to be inspired from. Yeah, I love the pinup. Yeah, because I remember you sending it to me and I was like, man, I really dig this. But I yeah, figured... I know I didn't take the time to look him up at that time. And also I think maybe if someone's listening to it, it doesn't know who he is. It'd be great to know. So thanks for explaining. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, this book is on, on Kickstarter. Um, it's, it's day one. Um, maybe you, you launched it on four for four twenty uh, uh, for a reason, right? I mean, not really. It's just we're supposed <laughs> to launch it last week, and then I laughed when I was like, "Oh, I guess next Wednesday it's four twenty. I like launching <laughs> books on on New Comic Book Day. Okay, yeah, um, because there's a comic book feel to people that like comic books that day. Um, and then I always end on a Friday because that's when people get paid. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's one of the the things of advice I've heard is to to end on a Friday. Yeah, it just it makes sense. So that's always my, uh, I think we're actually one day extra than normal. I think we're a full 31 days because of that. So I was like, no, move it to the Friday. Awesome. So is there anything else you want to talk about this book before we go maybe into things, all states, uh, all state of, you know, space days and Zed? Um, just that it's going to be awesome. Um, I know that is a very reductive way of saying it, but this book makes me laugh. I have it open every day. Uh, we're on page 37 and 38 right now of 48. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're closing the gap here. Um, it's going to be a nice, cool size. It's going to be like, a, like the size of a manga book, which I think is going to look beautiful for this. So you slip it in your pocket when you're going to the beach. It's going to be perfect. Nice. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I really love is, is the cover here because it's all oh, the covers. You know, it's like beautiful and simplistic at the, at the same time. And, you know, I, I, th I think it really works really well. Um, what was it like when Jeff turned that over to you? Um, you know, he he had done a couple different cover designs and I was thinking in the direction of like a like a manual. Mm -hmm. And then he suggested that, too. So I was like, no, that's perfect. We're thinking the right way. And then 
he like went to work one day and then he like sent me and he's like so i went in a completely opposite direction uh he said he was like inspired of by eric carlisle the hungry caterpillar mm-hmm. okay design of it and i just think it works beautifully like you guys both have a i sent you guys the preview copy correct i got the yeah i got that in my uh in my recent uh kickstarter rewards how beautiful does that thing look with that I, cover once i got it i i looked at it and i i put it in a bag and a board and made <laughs> sure that it didn't get nicked up because it was so beautiful <laughs> it was it, like when i saw the cover on my computer that was one thing because like the process was i saw it on my phone and then i saw it on my computer but then to see it actually printed out i was just like this is this is just clicking here this is just nice Cool. And it goes back to that just wanting to have like these beautiful objects. Yeah, I yeah, I can agree with you. And I know it probably feels the same way. I'm I'm going through the process of getting ready to move and uh, you know, I'm cleaning out my office. And the other day I made up I made a pile of everything that I've sort of made or contributed to. And it was just really fun to sort of look at that that pile of things that you know yeah. i've made and you know either writer draw not drawing uh writer you know publisher all that kind of stuff so it's just, it's a lot of fun and you know so i know what you're saying there i did the exact same thing too matt the other day it was great it's yeah. great because it's like when when the boxes came in for night of the comet it's like i had six boxes in my house of books and and my wife just looked at me and she's like, please tell me these are all going out. <laughs> tell me that every one of these are sold. I'm like, I think so. Uh, and to watch that box, just like, I have like three books left. Oh, that's great. It's it's awesome. I, I envisioned you being uh, Demi Moore in a decent proposal and just putting them in your bed and just sort of rolling around and, uh, <laughs> and, and enjoying and enjoying I the, the tell books. Her. I keep telling her she should be happy because we're the proprietors of a small business that loses money. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be great for my taxes. Don't worry. Yeah. So, yeah. Airplane mechanics is a lot of fun. Cool. So before we move on to to other things, you know, our, you know, our millions and millions of listeners would be upset if I didn't ask this question. Um, this is my standard. You're in the middle of running a Kickstarter. Um, are you refreshing every 30 seconds? Or are you able to sort of relax, go do something else and come in and check out uh, where, where you are? Um, I'm pretty uh, jaded at this point. So I, I don't even have alerts on. I'll nice. check it. I just, I'm, I'm at Zen Peace. It's like, it'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So. And it's, yeah, that's, it's a really great way to, to do it. And like, there's also that sort of, you know, we've all experienced this. There's, there's, there's a rush at the beginning. There's the dead period. And then and again, there's, the, forever. and then there's the, there's the rush at the end. So like you could really, you know, make yourself nuts in that middle. If you're, uh, if you're checking it and you're like, no, and I, and you're hitting the, the refresh button every, every 30 seconds going, does anybody hear me? Um, I have a book here. Yeah. I think it's easier because this one isn't that much mm-hmm. to get. So it's, it's not like night of the comet, which was stressful. Cause that was a lot. Um, um, 
but yeah, it's you know, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool at this point. I'm good. I'll check it more times tonight. It's it, it is it is disheartening that it's you've only been at this for about two years and you're already jaded. That's <laughs> the thing. If it, I'm kind of sad. No, yeah. that's good. That's like a master assassin. <laughs> yeah. Just calm. He's like, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I believe in our book, and it's a beautiful book. So exactly. Yeah. I believe in it too. I'm just gonna put that out there. And you've built up, you've built up, you know, a following, you know, somebody who's has followed you. You know, I know today that I got uh the email from from your list, and then I got, you know, all the notifications from from your prior, you know, um, Kickstarters that you run. So there's, you know, there's, there's that, you know, you know, pool of people that you have there that, you know, maybe they're not acting right now, but you know, that somewhere they're sort of lurking in that, uh, you know, in the background of the, of the internet, just sort of ready to, to pounce. Right. That's, that's what I was saying earlier. It's nice when you see like the names come back. Yeah. It makes, it's always nice seeing new names. But it's also like when you're like mailing things to people for like the third time, you're like, all right, I, this is this even invigorates you more to do what you're doing. Yeah. And like yeah. the projects are all over the place. It's, you know, like we said, the last book was a <laughs> level uh, insanity. Yeah. And the one before that was about tennis players, <laughs> you know, it's, they're all over the place, which is interesting because you, I can tell that the people that are coming back are coming back because they're, they're trusting me as a storyteller to give them mm. something, which is the best compliment you can ask for. Yeah, that is one of the cool things. I was packing up uh, Mossvale uh, Kickstarters the other day, and there's, you know, you, you, you know, you pull up that spreadsheet, you got the marker, you got the envelope in your hand, and you're like, oh. I know that I've done this address before and it's just, yeah, it's just sort of like you, you, you just recall and it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's awesome that, you know, I wrote a sci-fi book, you know, five years ago and now I'm doing this all ages, um, you know, book as a publisher and there's that same name and that same address that, you know, I just recall from, you know, filling out the envelope a couple of years ago. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. It's nice. It's fun. It's fun. All right. So let's, let's do this. Let's, as I said, we're going to sort of touch on all things, you know, space station said. So, you know, we talk a lot about a lot of the the things that you've done, things that you're working on. You know, you have a number of books that you crowdfunded that are making their way through, you know, publishers going to previews. Do you want to talk about, you know, where the, the, where we are with any of those projects? Um, Well, Night of the Comet, and burn residue are both going to come out from source point in starting in November, which is going to be fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Night of the Comet is a 72 page graphic novella. Um, and that's going to be interesting to see which way that comes out, you know, because it's just going to be a floppy in that case where we did the hardcover to begin with. Okay. Um, so I'm interested to see what that looks like. Then Burn Residue is going to come out as three individual issues starting in December, and then that will be collected shortly after. Awesome. So, so that's going to be like a, a stocking stuffer that people can get. Yeah, it's going to be a nice uh, one. Just, hey, hey, kids, 
I got you okay. something to read uh, on Christmas. It's, here's here, here's uh, Willie. Here's Willie. Check out his adventures, right? Retailers are going to start with <laughs> Night of the Comet and then the next month have Burn Residue number one. So Sorry. I'll either yeah. be I'll either be a kindly name to see or a name to avoid by the end of those two months. So we'll see. Why not both? Why you've not got, both? You've got airplane mechanics too. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's and, like not sure what to do with these smaller ones because the other ones it makes sense to take to a publisher but these others you know i don't know what to do with i guess that's where it comes in handy like you said earlier where it's like you know you're yeah at the end you're just doing it so you can have a printed version of it right exactly like it's yeah. funny because that's how selfishly it turns out to be in the end. <laughs> yeah it's exactly like yeah i don't need to take this anymore this is just mine Maybe I'll print more. So the the first thing that we met you for before Burn Residue was was Tales of the Dead Astronaut. And that was something that you wrote as an anthology, sort of almost as a one shot. But you got that picked up by SourcePoint. And then you you made that, was it three issues that you made that into? Yeah, we did three issues with that one, which was fun because it was like you said, it started off as just a one-off anthology and then it was, okay, now I need to figure out where do I take all these stories? Mm-hmm. So that was a fun, like, creative challenge mm-hmm. and a definitely, like, lessons to be learned on storytelling through that. And do you find that that anthology format might have made it easier for you to sort of take something that was designed as you know something that you were doing early on that was at that point a one-off but somebody picked it up and said hey let's expand it a little bit do you feel that that anthology format allowed you to sort of build and not be sort of pigeonholed and like you know I, you know I wrote this this is how this first one went and I'm sort of stuck with these things do you did you find that 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 helped out yeah it did because it made it feel more like I was um I was just focusing on the individual stories. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll give myself a certain amount of pages for each story. And then let's take each one in like the next direction. So I just tried to use the idea of doing two more issues to make each story as different from the last as possible. Very cool. So, you know, there's, a number of things we've, we've touched on here, but uh, I want to check in with Noah as we maybe bring this interview to a close. Um, I just wanted to, well, I wanted to talk about if, you know, I, I'm always, I feel very privileged to sort of, I don't know if I would say I'm in your inner circle, but I am sort of, it is cool because you do share sort of like ideas with things coming up. And um, can you share like any of your upcoming projects, like any, any previews of that just to get the listeners excited? Um, we could talk about what I'm doing next with Attila. Yeah. Because I'm working on an alien abduction body horror comic. (laughs) Uh, I guess that's how you would describe it. Um, with Attila, who did Night of the Comet. And we've been spending a lot of time just trying to find the right style for the book. Okay. And we're looking a lot at Electra Assassin. And that fits. And Daredevil Love and War and Stray Toasters. 
and the flashback sequences that he did in Night of the Comet, where mm-hmm. he he uses every tool imaginable to create these pages. Like Night of the Comet is insane, some of those pages. But he did like these colored pencils for the flashback scenes. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what if we did a whole book with colored pencils? So that's the style that we're leaning in towards it. Nice. So we just have like some character designs, nothing major yet, nice. but that's going to be a blast. It, it hurts my hands to look at his artwork <laughs> because it looks like he's just like drawing with like a fist you know, and just I'm, like scratching it. Looks, it, But I know he's doing it like finesse. Like it's just, yeah. he, he, he just is like, I, I've seen him do like, I've seen him do time lapses and it is just like finesse. Like every mark has its place, even though it looks chaotic. I love the page that's, um, it's it's just like pen. Yeah. It's like yellow and red and blue pen. I think it's actually just yellow and red. And when you see that and just like, it's insane. Who thinks to do that? Yeah, Attila does. And that's what makes it <laughs> yes. Attila. It's great. That's why like, I trust my instincts when I am like, hello. <laughs> I, have a, I have an idea. <laughs> I'm excited to see that. Yeah, yeah me, me too. I will definitely be sharing those. And we just did um, on my Substack. I have um, the first five pages of the Counterfeit, which is my project with Rosano and Joel Folda, which is our burn residue team. Nice. Yeah, I, you've shared that with us, and I'm I'm excited for that as well. I'm excited yeah. for it too because I hope we find a home for it because the scripts that I have for it are a lot of fun. Rosano is doing something different too, where he's just using like graphite pencil; he's not inking anything. Mm-hmm. And then Joel is doing the coloring, so it does have a very like greg smallwood feel to it mm-hmm. you like feel the texture of it which is interesting because rosano did such like scratchy lines and hard blacks with burn residue it's yeah. a nice it's a nice difference um but that one's going to be a fun crime book it's it's kind of an anthology in its premise where the point of view of the story changes as a counterfeit five dollar bill passes from hand to hand Awesome. So the the one thing that I wanted to add in real quick is Noah. I feel like you are in the inner circle because you did a uh, you did a trading card and uh, game of game yeah. of doubles. That that definitely puts oh, you I in the inner circle. Those. Yeah, I have those. Yeah, I've got some too. I, I mean, I've got one. Yeah. I, awesome. Well, I have to send you more. Please do. That would yeah, be wonderful. I have I have it here. Thank you. Yeah. I love doing that. Um, hope to do it again someday. That was fun. Yeah. Like that was like, I like fun ideas like that. Yeah, it was great. I was very honored to do that. And I really like how it turned out. And um, yeah, I, I, we did, we did a trading card on uh, Moss Vale as well that I love. So yeah. maybe that's my calling is just to do trading cards. Oh, maybe know. you should, you could do a whole set. Yeah. I'll just do a, do a mixture of like uh, all the, Space Station Z and the Forever and the Ageless Comics characters. So you oh, can get okay. like, like Bloody Willie oh, and uh, <laughs> Nice Nigel. Yeah. yeah. Willie will, will, will hanging out with uh, Mittens. 
mittens. The, yeah, Billy, mittens. Billy will hang out with anyone. Yeah, yeah. The I'm hoping dead astronaut. I'm hoping, a, um, I'm hoping to do a burn residue thing. Nice. In like the fall, like Very. a prequel ish side story. Um, that we might do in the fall to lead up to the main burn residue release. Mm -hmm. Exciting. So let's do this as we close up, uh, Jonathan, let people know where to follow you online. Give us one last pitch for airline mechanics as it's on Kickstarter now. Um, Okay. You can find me on Instagram at space station Zed where you'll get nice images of all the various things I'm working on. Um, You can find the Kickstarter by searching Airplane Mechanics. It is a 48-page graphic novel with the art of Jeff Manley. It's a very fun, dynamic, cartoonish slice-of-life story about two brothers, a shitty biplane, (laughs) one escape. Very cool. So we're going to have links to all your social media. Um, definitely going to have a link to the Kickstarter in the, in the show notes. We want to make it as easy as possible. Anybody listening, you know, pull up that pod player, click the show notes, scroll down, find that Kickstarter link and, and hit that. So uh, all that stuff's going to be there. And, uh, you know, Jonathan, it was great catching up with you. Nice we joke, we joke with you beforehand that you have, uh, you have re, uh, emerged as the the top guest uh at four possibly five uh appearances on the podcast he's done five he's done five because he did he did uh no he's done six because you did tales of the dead astronaut you did two for burn residue one one for game of doubles and oh man yeah this is seven because you did did two for um for night of the comet Yeah, because you, you did, did you did a, the Rorschach and you did, did the hundred bullets. Hundred bullets, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but those were those were the second ones to back to to promote whatever Kickstarter you were doing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I think you did two Rorschachs with us, so maybe this I is think eight. I did. How'd you guys? How are you guys liking um, Human Target? Uh, I'm a little bit behind. Uh, I think I I've bet read... I'm more behind than you, Matt. Uh, well, it's okay. You can be behind from now until like September, right? Yeah. Is is are we on? A, do we have a delay that I don't know about? Oh, the, they push back the second half. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Which is yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, I mean, I, I don't think there's any secret that that Noah and I are are Tom yeah, King, Tom Tom King fanboys. You know, we we get flack for that all the all the time. So all the time, especially okay. from Tom Sometimes King, he does a real good job. Yeah. yeah yeah i i'm enjoying killing time um yeah, i uh I wasn't enjoying that one i don't like the way he writes batman i've i've found that like i, I find it interesting that what he's doing with killing time and batman and catwoman because um he's not telling it linearly obviously yeah and i, I guess that makes me more engaged because i feel like he i don't know i, I can't get into the tinyan stuff i guess because it is so like i don't know I don't feel like it, it draws me in enough. Um, yeah. I kind of like how Tom King is trying to do something different with a character where every story has been told with him. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, 
and again, I'm I'm just a simp for Tom King, so I, I guess that you up there in the pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I do. What I read, I've only read issue one of Human Target, though, so I, I have all the rest. I just need to catch up. Uh, but I like it. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah. well written. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to close this out here. Um, so for anybody listening, if you can give us a writing and review um, on the podcasting service you use, we really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we are on Twitter, and that is at Construct Compod. Instagram is Constructed Comics Pod, and Facebook is Constructed Comics. Just once again, thanks to everybody for listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you. <laughs>